Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Un- and it is 5.07. Good morning, San Antonio. It is the 6th of October. Treyware 550 KTSA FM 1071, the Treyware page at KTSA.com, and the news page at KTSA.com. Keep you updated with everything that's going on. I almost blew it. I got way off a of schedule this morning. I stayed behind to cook my honey breakfast. So she'd have breakfast when she got up. So that took me another bag, you know, 20, 25 minutes to get all that done and put in the fridge and so it'd be waiting for. So that, 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 that was okay. I had carved out a little extra time. You have to know that when I. When I start my day, it's midnight, and I'm, like, on a schedule. I mean, down to the minute, boom, 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 boom. Everything happens on a schedule. I'm here at this time. I'm there at this time. I'm doing this at that time. Boom, boom, boom. Everything is scheduled. And so I'm dr- – what are you doing? What are you doing? Elaine Uh-oh. is just climbing up on the table. <laughs> you know, like a spider I'm, monkey. This whole thing, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> I'm looking at boobs and belly here. What happened? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Look at you. What are you doing? Is there something wrong up there? You're going to get yourself hurt. This is an HR claim waiting to happen. Somebody, she's, please. She's doing it's engineering Friday, now. Is it? What are you, engineer? You know, now you need a little black. Oh, spider falling down? spider fell down in front of you she's climbing up to get our ceiling is full of spiders and snakes yeah. and i don't like them according to jim stafford i really don't they're full, i mean literally jimmy had a snake in a room with him last week came oh. out of the ceiling i've had spiders fall on top of me here elaine and i just look at them like what are you gonna do and they look at me and they go walking off so i'm sorry that happened to you it's, it's like a cohabitation here yeah no kidding there's no telling what's out, what's up there. I mean, I've been. In I don't want to look. I was the first guy to ever do a show out of this building in 1983. I was the first one, and uh, I, I I can tell you that there's bodies buried up there. There's old disc jockeys. I think the Chuckers up there. You know, I just look it up there and thinking about all the old disc. I I really believe that is where we entomb them. When they go on to the radio station in the sky, we just entomb them in our ceiling. I really believe that. It's like our pyramid. And <laughs> exactly. We, we put everyone in their yeah. little rooms. Well, they're, they're all naturally embalmed because they were in the olden days of radio, so they did their own embalming while they were alive. <laughs> and we just stick them up there. They're a little stiff right now, but, you know, they were back then, too. And so. all the critters are just saying hi. <laughs> no judging, no judging. No I mean, judging. seriously, this window, I'm, I have, so everybody knows, I'm surrounded by three windows, and two my left is Dennis and straight ahead is Jimmy and to my right is Elaine right and I look at all of them during the show and then I have three television screens and clocks around me as well and I'm looking at all that and I I coordinate all that while I'm speaking at the same time that stuff's coming out my mouth I'm looking at everybody and Jimmy's watching me for cues I'm watching him to see what's going on I see the top of his head and he and I communicate because I can see his eyes and I look at Elaine and Elaine has been talking to me I call her my work wife she's been talking to me ever since we've been working uh, together slight yeah the way y'all y'all yell towards each other because you're through the glass. Well, and the way she does it though, it's it, it is a real marriage. I mean, she's got a real guy, but the, the it, it is a real marriage in that she can look at me and I know what she's saying, and, and most of the time it's not good. So, <laughs> like right now, she's saying, "Move on." 
So I'm going to move on. That was just big. Lane, I'm sorry. I just looked up there, and their boobs and belly were staring at me, and I thought, something's going on in that room. Okay, so where was I? Oh, yeah, I was coming in this morning, right? And I'm already behind because I stayed behind to make breakfast. And then I get to the, the, the highway, and I'm going on a highway, and it's closed down. Oh, no, now I'm going to be really late. My schedule's all thrown off. A car had driven underneath an 18-wheeler, so they had the highway shut down. I finally get around that and get down here to Eisenhower, and the train was there. And you know the slowest train in America crosses right here at Eisenhower Road. The slowest train in the entire country. I don't know why. I don't know why they slow it down. I don't know what the story is, but it's like click, click. You know, most trains are clickety, clickety, clickety. This is click, and I'm sitting there going, now I'm re- now I'm totally screwed up. So, but I did get my four inches done this morning. That's my four inches of of prep paperwork, and so I'm diving in right now. And listen. Must have elected a seven-year-old two years ago when you guys elected Joe Biden because his new thing is you don't F with a Biden, baby. <laughs> what is this guy? I, I know he thinks he's a mafia don. And, and he, I, I believe, my, my personal opinion is, he does sit on top of a crime family. That that family is all about it, man. And he really believes it. Just like he tapped old Tony Bobolinsky on the cheek and said, hey, take care of my boy. Well, now, yesterday, he met the mayor of Fort Myers, Florida, Mayor Ray Murphy. Ray Murphy had his head shoved so far up Biden's nostrils, (laughs) kissing his whatever. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for saving our lives down here in Fort Myers. We appreciate it so much, said Mayor uh, Ray Murphy down there. And Joe Biden said, you don't F with a... Did you beep it? Were you able to beep it? Did you get a beeper? Not yet, but I have a plan to make sure it doesn't. Are you go sure? Over. I don't. I don't know if I like. I don't these, like the plan yeah, no, idea. Yeah. yeah, I think a beep would be good <laughs> if you had a beep because then the mayor comes back with a GD, and if you let that go, yeah, all right, I, I I don't like it, but but the F you can't let go, Jimmy. You have to. Yeah, we got to beep the F. There's just got to be a beeper on that. I got a plan. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to go with the beep. I'm, I'm going to wait for the beep. <laughs> Let me yeah. know. Let me know. You got a plan? Are you saying you're going to dump it? You're going to dump the F. You're going to talk over the F. No, I got. <laughs> it's better than it? a beep. You know, I appreciate the. Question. Should we try it? I mean, that might be better than the beep. That might be better than. Okay, the beep. go ahead. Go ahead. Let's try. That is kind of better than a beep. It really kind of is. Okay. All right, Jimmy. Good. Let's just go with that. So, yeah, he said, uh, you know, you don't blank, you don't F with a Biden. And uh, you don't go, and, and then the mayor said, you GD right. And then you don't argue outside of your own house is what Biden wrapped up with. You know, he's a seven-year-old kid. He's the same. Okay, all right, let me tell you how much he is like a seven-year-old. 
You know, every time he goes and speaks somewhere, he has to make it about himself. Like he talked to the truckers. Oh, I drove 18-wheelers. He never drove an 18-wheeler. He went and talked to black people. Yeah, I marched in civil rights marches, ended up in jail. He never ended up in jail. Oh, when the when he was looking for the Jewish vote. Oh, yeah, I went and I saw the Tree of Life uh, Fellowship uh, Synagogue. He never went down there. And he lies about all of this stuff. I rode a million miles on Amtrak train. Yeah, I beat corn pop with a pipe. I mean, he just he's got to lie about everything to make himself accept it. He's got such a, I don't know, void inside of himself or something where he doesn't feel like he's accepted, so he's got to lie about it. So here's what he said yesterday. He's talking to all these people that their entire lives are gone. Everything that they own destroyed by a hurricane. He's standing there in front of a boat that's upside down and a house that's on its side. All this other crap is all around. Total destruction. He's standing there, and he goes, uh, you know, um, I understand it, man. I had a light. I had lightning strike my house once. I didn't lose everything, but I lost a whole lot. I mean, we we had bad devastation from the lightning that struck our house. It was really bad. Do you have that sound? I know from experience how much how much anxiety and fear and concern there are in the people. We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck and we lost an awful lot of it about 15 years ago. So I looked it up. I looked it up. I did my research, and in 2004, there was a fire at his house. It was a kitchen fire on the stove. The fire department got there in less than 20 minutes, and it was contained to right there. His wife, now the first lady, Jill Biden, said of the fire, it's no big deal at the time, to the Associated Press, because I looked it up. It was no big deal. But here we are with devastation of the people of Florida, and this guy who says, you don't F with me, says, hey, I get it, man, because I had a bad fire at my house. It was a kitchen fire, y'all. And I'm not making light of a kitchen fire, but it was a kitchen fire that was contained Right there and put out by the fire department. And his, even his wife says, no big deal. I, I'm holding this guy in such contempt right now. And I've got a, I've got a stack of stuff here in which he is, uh, and he truly is, the biggest threat to the United States of America, to our lives, and to our children's lives. He is it. He is the most destructive president. This is saying a lot because, you know, i got Woodrow Wilson in there. i got a lot of others in there, including Obama. This guy is the most destructive president. When I say him, I mean the administration that this country has ever had. Literally hell-bent, not using it as a phrase that guys toss around in a bar. I'm talking about literally hell-bent on the destruction of the United States of America is this administration. I wish I could be happy about it, and I wish I could be, you know, be all light and rosy and flowers and petals at you, but that's not where we are in America right now. We're having a huge threat from the administration that's running this country. And yesterday when he said, at the very moment he was saying, nobody Fs with a Biden, well, the Saudis and Russia were doing exactly that by going up on the price of oil. Joe Biden could fix the oil crisis in America today 
but he refuses to. Why? Because he is literally hell-bent on destroying this country. Literally. So now he's turning to Venezuela. Venezuela, a country that is controlled by communists, that kills its own people, that has destroyed and wrecked their economy to such an extent that their people are eating dogs. Sorry to say that at 5.18 in the morning, but that's what's going on. The country on planet Earth that has the dirtiest oil production, the most unfriendly to the environment oil production on planet Earth, he's turning to Venezuela, a country that has been emptying their prisons and sending their murderers and rapists through our open border system. That's who he's turning to. Is he turning to people in Alaska, Texas, North Dakota, Montana, Wyoming, Pennsylvania? Is he turning to oil producers in those places? Why, of course not. In fact, he has clamped further down on oil production in the United States. Instead of turning to Texas and saying, hey, open the spigots, drill, baby, drill, instead of turning to Alaska, instead of saying, open up all that crap I shut down in the Gulf of Mexico, instead of turning to North Dakota and South Dakota and Montana and Pennsylvania, all the areas that we know, we know could pump like crazy, he turns to Venezuela, the country that is emptying their prisons into the United States, and their prisoners are coming here to kill us. This administration is the biggest threat to the United States of America. I'm going to dig deeper into all this so that you have the information that you can share with others. We have that story as we continue. He's also involved in human trafficking of minor children. Javier, do you hear me? The Biden administration is human trafficking little children. I have that story coming up. Trey Ware, KTSA. Um, Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. Mm -hmm. News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Well, another busload of illegal aliens is being dropped off at Vice President Kamala Harris's home right now. Go, Greg, go. Beto would never do that. He's an open borders guy and wants to be the open borders governor. President Joe Biden said on Hot, hot Mic yesterday, nobody... F's with a Biden. Well, guess what? Yeah, Russia and Saudi Arabia and OPEC just did. He made that comment speaking to Fort Myers Beach Mayor Ray Murphy. We just played it for you. The New York Times reported that Russia and Saudi Arabia, acting as the leaders of the 23-member nation OPEC cartel, announced a massive reduction in oil production. That's going to send gas prices skyrocketing and cause political problems for the Biden administration. They're fine with gas prices going up after November 8th. They've made that perfectly clear. But they do not want gas prices to rise before November 8th. The countries all agreed to cut energy production by 2 million barrels a day. That's a major win for Russia because the reduced supply is going to uh, increase the price of oil, and that's going to help him finance the war with Ukraine and give it a, uh, additional strain on Europe because Europe is supporting Ukraine for now, but if their gas prices, which were already 7 $8 a gallon before the war, get up to about 12 or $15 a gallon, well, they may change their mind. Biden thought it would be a political win for OPEC to increase production so the U.S. wouldn't have to, thereby avoiding the wrath of his greenies, the green steel, right? 
But instead, he has undermined our standing in the world. He's helped Putin, and he's worsened inflation. Way to go, Joe. The Biden administration responded by announcing that they're going to release 10 million more barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve in November, right before the midterms, trying to drive down prices before the midterms. After the midterms, they don't care. And he really doesn't care if he empties the Petroleum Reserve. We're at our lowest levels since 1984. We have to have that oil as a backstop. We're at our lowest level since 1984. I told you he's the biggest threat. He is destroying the country. This administration is destroying the United States. That's what they're all about. The announcement Wednesday comes three months after he visited Saudi Arabia, did the fist bump with Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman on a trip, driven in part by a desire to convince Saudi Arabia, the de facto leader of OPEC, to increase oil production, bringing down then skyrocketing gas prices. It didn't work. So... Now, what do you do? Well, you turn to Maduro down in Venezuela, who is sending all of his criminals up here. Prices at the pump had already started going up before OPEC did what it did. Corinne Jean-Pierre said, it's so clear that OPEC is aligning with Russia with today's announcement. No, they're not. The Saudis and all the rest, they're serving their own interest. They are limiting supply to keep their prices high. They're getting while they're getting is good. And President Joe Biden refuses to serve America's interest by unleashing U.S. energy uh, producers. We have it here. We have enough here to take care of all of us here and export it. We were doing it. But instead, he's releasing another 10 million barrels from our strategic petroleum reserve. It's at the lowest level since 1984. Now, quick history lesson for those of you who aren't, you know, you're very young. You're two years old. The United States had become a net energy exporter under President Donald Trump. The first day in office, Biden killed all that. He killed the Keystone XL pipeline. He signaled that he's going to nix more, and he did. He froze new drilling leases on federal lands. He's allowed far fewer than any president since Harry Truman. And he put the entire U.S. fossil fuel industry on unmistakable notice telling them, I want you out of business as soon as possible. And his administration and the allies are doing their best to discourage lending to the fossil fuel industry. So the fossil fuel industry knows, I can't get a loan for it, can't get money for it, I can't drill, and I can't build new refineries. That's what we really need is new refineries. As a result, investment in future U.S. oil production, energy prices are soaring this past year. That goes beyond limiting new drilling, not building America's refineries. If you read Joseph Toomey in a real clear energy paper like I have, We've had the largest drop in capacity ever in the last few years. If Trump policies had continued, a new committee to unleash prosperity study says the United States would be producing two to three million more barrels of oil and at least 20 billion more cubic feet of natural gas. We're going into a cold winter. GDP would be about $100 billion more than it is right now. Biden is utterly committed to suicidal energy policies. I'm telling you, the man's administration is here to kill this country. Rather than reverse course, he's all about emptying our reserves. He's begging the Saudis to up production. He's ranting at gas stations. He's taking credit for a price drop that happened because people stopped driving because it got too expensive. It had nothing to do with him. 
The real answer is the same as it's always been. The real answer is the one that Donald Trump put into effect. The real answer is drill, baby, drill right here in the United States. That's the real answer. This man won't. This administration won't because they're hell-bent, literally hell-bent, the literal hell, literally hell-bent on destroying our country. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. E. 538 KTSA. Trey Ware here. 550 KTSA FM 1071. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. I mean it. I mean it. As much as I've ever meant anything in 50, close to 50 years of being in media, around at 59, I mean this as much as I've ever meant anything. This administration is hell-bent on the destruction of the United States of America. That's what they're doing. And this latest move on oil, this latest move on oil proves it beyond any doubt whatsoever. Now that the OPEC and the Russians, they're going up on their prices of oil because they're cutting production, Joe Biden, instead of turning to Texas, where he could get some really good, sweet crude that's clean and easy to refine, Instead of turning to South and North Dakota, instead of putting American workers to work, drilling baby drill, instead of turning to Anwar and saying it's now open drill like crazy in Anwar like Donald Trump did, instead of turning to the Gulf of Mexico, he says no, oh no, we're not going to turn to American production, we're not going to turn and help American workers, we're not going to turn and help Americans, no, I'm turning to Venezuela. Venezuela has the dirtiest crude on planet Earth and the dirtiest administration under Maduro on planet Earth. He kills people in the streets and we're turning to a ruthless dictator in order to supply the oil that our vehicles have to have. That our production facilities have to have. Our vehicles and our production facilities are going to use oil anyway. Why would we not use our own? Because this administration is hell-bent, literally hell-bent, on destroying the United States. If the Trump policies had continued, according to a Committee to Unleash Prosperity study, the United States will be producing 2 million to 3 million more barrels of oil and at least 20 billion more cubic feet of natural gas a day than it is now under numbnuts. Oh, yeah, but you don't F with a Biden, he said. You don't F with a Biden. Well, guess what? OPEC just did, big boy. And he turns to Venezuela, a country that is emptying their prisons out, and the bad guys from Venezuela's prisons are coming here. And he's got the border open. He's welcoming here. He's hell-bent on destroying this country. He's hell-bent on destroying this country. Our GDP, if the Trump policies had stayed in place concerning oil, our GDP would be $100 billion more a year. $100 billion more a year. Since becoming president, Joe Biden has announced the release of more than 200 million barrels from the Strategic Oil Reserve. Our national reserves are at their lowest level since 1984. Get this. Joe Biden has released more oil from the reserve than all previous presidents combined.
If we end up in a shooting war and we have to have oil and gas to operate tanks and airplanes, it ain't there, folks. He's released more from the strategic oil reserves than all presidents combined hell-bent on destroying this country. Not only is he turning to Venezuela and cutting deals with Venezuela, he has released Maduro's convicted narco-trafficker nephews. They were in prison here in the United States. They're narco-traffickers. They were bringing drugs in the United States to kill our citizens. Nephews of Maduro. Maduro said, yeah, you want me to pump more oil? Send my nephews to me. And Joe Biden said, of course I will. Absolutely, they're on the way. And he opened the prisons and let him go. Hell-bent. Hell-bent. Hell-bent on destroying the United States. Additionally, Javier, let me say to you, Joe Biden administration is trafficking children. Literally trafficking children. At least two illegal immigration flights have touched down at Orange County Airport in Montgomery, New York. The latest flight landed Friday night was carrying 25 minors ranging between the ages of 13 and 18. This is all according to Montgomery Village Mayor Steve Brescia. The mayor saying, we were never informed about any flights coming to the airport. It's disturbing we weren't informed of any of this, said the mayor. This is in New York. Passengers did not know where they were going. Remember the whole thing about DeSantis and Martha's Vineyard? They didn't know they were going there. we got to find Perla. Where's Perla? The passengers who went to New York on the airplane in the middle of the night didn't know where they were going. The mayor saying, this was clandestine. <laughs> yeah, you think? The flight was arranged by the Biden administration's Office of Refugees Settlement. Falls under the Department of Health and Human Services. A number of adults acting as chaperones for the minors were contracted by MVM, a controversial Virginia-based private security firm that works for the U.S. government. The Biden administration orchestrating a slew of secret illegal immigrant flights as he is publicly shaming Texas Governor Greg Abbott and Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. The flights touched down at Orange County Airport September 16th, registered to accompany Freight Runners Express, according to the flight logs. Local officials and the police were only made aware of the flights when somebody at the airport said, there's some suspicious activity happening out here with children at the airport in the middle of the night. Why are children walking around out there on the tarmac in the middle of the night? What's going on? Now, I want you to know about the Orange County Airport up there. This is not, you, you hear the word airport and you get the idea of San Antonio International, Bergstrom, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth. You get that in your head, right? Don't. Take that out of your head and think more along the lines of Hondo. Hondo. You see what they do, and this is the Biden administration. Javier, are you hearing me? Biden administration. They get these children, they put them on an airplane, and they fly them, instead of into a big metropolis, they fly them to a place like Hondo, 
little airport there. And they dump them in the middle of the night. They got kids running around over there in the middle of the night. And then people start to catch on, and they start to go, hey, 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 what's going on? The mayor looks up and says, hey, we weren't told that they were going to be flying these people in. And what, what, do the, what does the Biden administration then do? They find another airport like a Pearsall, and they start flying them into a Pearsall until the people in Pearsall catch on, and then they find Seguin, which I used to fly into Geronimo, and Seguin doesn't exist anymore. But you know what I'm saying. Instead of flying to SA International, that would be too obvious, right? Too many eyes would be on that one, right? So they fly them to these little regionals, and when somebody catches on, then they find another little regional, and they fly them in there until somebody... Folks, that's illegal human trafficking. How else can you say it? Javier, I know you're working with LULAC and you're all, where are we going to get DeSantis? The Biden administration, they're doing this every day, every day. And they're doing it with minor children. Our administration, hell-bent on destroying the United States. Involved in human trafficking of little children. Back in a minute, Trey Ware, KTSA. Hey. Of the Stevens Roofing Newsmaker Hotline. Go ahead and say the pledge into your smartphone and send it to me. Trey at KTSA.com will put you in our rotation. It's 553 right now. Well, Cole Beasley, who played with the Dallas Cowboys and then moved on to play in Tampa Bay, as a matter of fact, with, uh, with Tom Brady, has been watching what's going on with Tom Brady and Giselle. And Cole Beasley quit yesterday. So I'm going to officially retire because I'm going to go be a full-time husband and dad. This isn't going to happen to me and my family. A mom is blasting a school board over a drag show at a high school, but she did it in an unusual way. This was in Iowa. She showed up at the school board meeting because she didn't like the fact that the school brought in drag queens to put on a show for her kids and didn't tell the parents so she showed up at the school board meeting, and she was wearing sweatpants and a sweatshirt. And when she got up to speak, she started to speak and took off the sweatpants and sweatshirt to reveal that she was wearing the exact same costume as the drag queen was that they had uh, dance in front of her kids. And the school board freaked. You can't wear that here. You can't wear that here. That's indecent. Oh, my God. They turned their heads and told her she was out of line for wearing that outfit. And you know what she said? She said that's the very same outfit that the drag queen wore when he was here dancing in front of my children. Very same one. School board didn't want it in front of the school board, but it's okay for a drag queen to wear it in front of the students at that school. Nancy Pelosi continues to accrue millions of dollars from her husband's trades. Now, this is the drunk that crashed his car, got off because, what, he's well-connected. His wife is the Speaker of the House. Not going to get him in trouble. No, he got a little slap on the wrist. No big deal. He's a, he's a trader is what he is, right? He's a venture capitalist. So her assets so far, according to the Washington Free Beacon... Her assets now have increased by $140 million off of his trades. And it's so interesting when you consider the trades that he is making, because the trades that he is making are tied to bills that she is introducing and pushing through the House. That's kind of interesting. Well, okay, you want an example? I'll give you one. 
In June, he exercised call options, and he bought $5 million in graphic card manufacturer. And then, and then, immediately the House considered a bill providing more than $50 billion in subsidies to the semiconductor manufacturer. He bought $5 million worth. She put a bill in the house. Nice work if you can get it. Then he bought up Tesla stock in March as Nancy was pushing for electric vehicle subsidies. In 2021, her net worth estimated $171.4 million, but her exact value is unknown because she won't tell anybody and she doesn't have to. And that's what she says. I don't have to tell you. I can give you a range, and this is the range. So it's estimated at 171. This is the range. She doesn't. She's not going to tell you. But it's pretty amazing that every time she comes out to back a bill, we gotta have this piece of legislation. This piece of legislation gotta pass every time. You look, and her husband is investing in a company that has something to do with that piece of legislation. Pass this piece of legislation. It's no wonder. It's no wonder she's begging to be reassigned after November to Italy. They want to get the hell out of the United States before the Republicans get in and we get a legitimate Department of Justice to put her and her husband in jail. Boy, Ron DeSantis sure did look good yesterday, didn't he? Down in Florida, standing behind the presidential seal. That show was nice. And, of course, the White House said there would be no politics about it, none. And Ron DeSantis, he didn't say anything political at all. But Joe, well, Joe stood up and he said, what this proves is global warming is real and we got to do so Climate change is real and we got to do something about it. And then, after he said nobody Fs with a Biden, he said, well, guess what? Uh, uh, you know, uh, Ron DeSantis, the best thing he did? during all this hurricane stuff was recognized global warming not political huh Jeff? when we come back the dea has lost track of a drug mule carrying fentanyl into the country and you're going to want to hear what the department of health and human services just bought in fact you need to hear what the department of health and human services just bought i'll tell you Coming back after the news, Trey Ware, KTSA. Seven one. Here we go. Hey, baby. You're my pride and joy. Love that part right there. Mm. 608 now, 550 KTSA FM 1071. Trey Ware page, KTSA.com. And the news page, KTSA.com. Check it out. Get over there. Lots of great content. So, yeah, uh, Baldwin is, uh, that's a civil lawsuit settlement. And the, the woman that he killed, her husband is going to be a producer on the show now. They're going to continue to make the movie. Uh, the other thing is, an interesting story up here that we were just talking about off the air, the New Orleans mayor, who I told you about several <laughs> weeks ago, who said, black women can't ride, and coach, I got to ride in first class, because I'm black, and I got to ride in first class, she said. And so, 
instead of going on official trips wherever, right, because they take these, quote, official trips, instead of doing that and riding in coach like the taxpayers had allocated in the budget for her to do, she went in first class because it's racist to make me fly in coach. <laughs> That's what she said. And dangerous. It's dangerous and racist for black women to ride in coach. Can't do that. So I'm going to ride up front. And when she was confronted about it several weeks ago, and I told you about this, she said, ha, I don't care. I ain't paying it back. Well, now she is. <laughs> now she's paying it back $33,000. Thirty-three. Mm-hmm. Good. The That's people right. of New Orleans need that money. That's right. A man cooperating with federal drug agents with enough fentanyl to kill 25 million people. They call them drug mules. Escape from the DEA. Well, you know, Biden's border is why it opened the presidential administration that's hell-bent on destroying the United States. Somehow, wink, wink, nod, nod, this guy by the name of Maldonado slipped away from federal authorities. During a controlled delivery, he removed the tracking device that they had put on his car. They had caught him bringing in enough fentanyl to kill millions, 25 million people. And they said, okay, now you cooperate with us, turn states, and we'll go light on you. So he said, okay, and they put a tracking device on his car, and they were supposedly, wink, wink, nod, nod, following him when he took the device off his car. And now he got away with twenty, with enough fentanyl to kill 29, 25 million people. And it's all because the Biden administration has an open border, and this stuff is flowing in here. The Biden administration is hell-bent, and I mean a literal hell, Hell, the gates of hell have been opened, and the demons are here. They're hell-bent on destroying the United States of America. Crime emerges as a deciding issue in the 2022 midterm. 77% in a Politico poll see it as a major problem. The Democrats' soft-on-crime policies, like the DA here, you know, hired by George Soros and DAs all across the country, hired by George Soros, put into place by George Soros to go soft-on-crime. No bail money, you know, no bail. You don't have to worry about it. You come in, you go right back out, you know. We catch you, you go right back out on the streets, no problem at all. So the Democrats have a plan to use this polling against Republicans. We want to take guns away from people. And so if we take guns away from people, it's going to be safer. We're hard on crime by taking guns away. When in reality, the American people do not believe that. So here we go. Don't F with Biden, he told the mayor yesterday down in Fort Myers, Florida. Jimmy, let her rip. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All right. Good to see you. All right. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. That's the mayor of uh, Fort Myers talking to Joe Biden down in Florida yesterday. Oh, by the way, uh, while, while he was there, you know, he's standing among all this destruction from Hurricane Ian, right? Just destruction everywhere among people whose lives are completely gone. Everything that they had destroyed, turned into little sticks, you know? And he's standing there and he goes, yeah, I kind of relate, you know, because I had a, a, a far, out of far. There's a lot going on. And I think the one thing this has finally ended is a discussion about whether or not there's climate change and we should do something about it. But, folks, I also want to, uh, yeah. Jill and I have had you all in our prayer.
Yeah, that's uh, so. He, yeah, he was talking about there was not going to be. That's a different soundbite. There was not going to be any politics. And the first thing he said was that was that climate change is real, and we're going to have to do something about it. Now the soundbite is that. Oh, do we have it now, Jimmy? Okay, let it roll. I know from experience how much how much anxiety and fear and concern there are in the people. We didn't lose our whole home, but lightning struck, and we lost an awful lot of it about fifteen years ago. Mm. Um, I do my research, and I went back to the AP story and found what was going on. It was a kitchen fire that they got put out quickly. And Jill Biden, Jill Biden said, it wasn't that big of a deal. The fire captain said, no, it wasn't that big of a deal. Wasn't that big of a deal. But you see, Joe is seven years old in his mind. So he says things like, you don't F with Biden, baby. And then he says every time he goes somewhere, he has to make it about him. If he's talking to the parents of dead sh- soldiers, he talks about his dead son, Bo, who didn't die in, in, in combat. He's always got to make it by, about himself. When he's standing there in front of 18-wheelers and truck drivers, hey, I used to drive one of these all over the country. I was an 18-wheeler driver. He never drove an 18-wheeler in his life, not even once. Not even once. And he goes to a civil rights gathering with black people, and he says, hey, man, I, I, I was arrested several times in civil rights marches. never happened. I was arrested trying to get Nelson Mandela out of jail in South Africa. never happened. He makes all of this stuff up. And yesterday, the fire was just another example. But, hey, far be it from me to point that out, because you don't F with a Biden, do you? It's not a secret. Not a secret. Speaking of secrets, why doesn't this president want Americans to know who's visiting him at his Delaware residence, huh? He's got something to hide because he's been hiding the logs, the visitor logs. And news outlets like the New York Post have been appealing previously rebuffed Freedom of Information Act requests from the Secret Service for those records. You see, he he has spent more than a quarter of his presidency in Delaware at his two residences up there. And he's meeting with people, but they won't tell anybody who he's meeting with. Now, the the latest absurd claim from the Secret Service is, well, we don't, we just don't have any records. No, no, no. You don't have people coming and going, meeting with the president up there, the world's most powerful man, and there's no paper trail? Sorry, that doesn't fly. But just the mere fact that they're playing hide the football with these records and they won't tell you who's visiting him up there means they don't want you to know. They don't want you to know. Now, I don't know. It could be Chinese people bringing cash. It's, uh, for, you know, for all I know, it could be. It could be Ukrainians bringing cash, for all I know. It could be you know, uh, a hunter showing up with bags of cash from wherever he's selling influence next. I don't know. I have no idea. But the problem is he won't tell anybody. They're keeping it quiet by saying there's no visitor logs to show you. Bullcrap. Bullcrap. Nobody visits with the president without there being a paper trail. Folks, this administration is hell-bent on destroying the United States of America. And the latest move is with this oil mess. While he was saying, nobody Fs with a Biden, at that same moment, OPEC and Russia were effing with a Biden. They cut production by 2 million barrels a day. 
The price of oil here is going to go up. So what does Joe do? Does he turn to Texas where he gets some really light, sweet crude that's easy to refine? Does he does he turn to Texas where he can put Texans to work? Does he turn to Texans and say, I'm going to make it so much easier for you to drill? No. Does he turn to Alaska and say, Anwar is now open. Let's go. Let's get in there. Let's start drill, baby, drill. No. Does he turn to North Dakota and South Dakota and say to the workers up there, let's go, baby. Does he say, you know, I'm just going to do this temporarily, but I'm going to go ahead and open that Keystone XL. Let's get that uh, oil flowing through that pipeline. No. Does he go to Pennsylvania, the state that he claims is his home state? Does he go there and say, drill, baby? Dr-? No. No. He turns to Maduro in Venezuela, a country that's emptying their prisons and sending the bad guys up here through his open border. He turns to Maduro and says, hey, man, I need you to start drilling. That dirty crude that you got down there that's hard to refine, I need you to start drilling. Communist country, dictator, ruthless guy kills people. Maduro says, okay, but I got a couple of nephews in prison up there. They're narc traffickers. I need you to cut them loose. And you know what Joe Biden did? He cut them loose. He let them out of prison to go back to Venezuela, hell-bent on destroying this country. Now, the Department of Homeland Security, or uh, HHS, Health and Human Services, just made a major purchase yesterday, big time. And you got to know what it is. I'm going to tell you, coming right back, Trey Ware here on KTSA for the Tank Depot. Make sure you got water on hand always, that you got your own supply of water. Don't rely on just what a municipality, whatever company you buy your water from, your whatever you know city that you're in. Don't just rely on them to have a water supply for you. Make sure you've got energy available. Make sure you've got some water put back, and, and make sure you've got some food put back. Make sure that you can be independent for a while. If it's a disaster like what the people in Florida are facing or something else that happens to us, make sure you can be self-sustainable, and water is important for that. Whether you have ag business and you've got a farm or a ranch and you've got to take care of crops and cows, you need the big tanks, the Tank Depot has that, or you live right here in the city limits, you need a smaller tank for rain harvesting or for water storage. The Tank Depot has the right tank for your needs. They're right here in San Antonio. They're in Buda and Dripping Springs. Tell them Trey said hello when you call. That's the Tank Depot at 210-648-3866. Accurate the forecast, cloud, sun, the next three days. Highs in the upper 80s. Right now, 62 KTSA. Well, 622 Trey Ware, KTSA, 210-599-5555. The drumbeats of war continue. The Biden administration now confirmed it is sending another $625 million in direct military assistance to Ukraine to help secure its borders, they said yesterday. What about our borders? They're sending rocket systems and howitzers and armored vehicles and ammunition. Why don't we send some of those rocket systems, armored vehicles, and ammunition to our freaking border? Huh? We continue to suffer from domestic challenges. Presented by this administration, hell-bent on destroying this country. Food shortages, inflation, gas prices going up. Our southern border flooding our country. Five million illegal immigrants and all the fentanyl you could eat and kill people with. 
Most of the equipment shipped to Ukraine has been drawn from our U.S. military reserves. Just like he is drawing down the petroleum reserves, he is drawing down our military reserves, too. And Biden told President Zelensky in Ukraine yesterday, yes, U.S. support has no end to it. So on top of the billions upon billions upon billions that go out there every week, another $625 million went to Ukraine yesterday. Now, here's the purchase that the Department of Health and Human Services made yesterday. $290 million worth of Amgen. Amgen. A-M-G-E-N. Do you know what that is? It is a drug used to treat acute radiation syndrome. Now, I told you a couple of days ago about the PSAs they're running in New York. This is what you do in case of a nuclear attack. The buses on the streets in New York have advertisements on the side. Are you ready? Are you prepared? Be prepared for radiation fallout. Now, folks, I'm not old. I'm not. But I do remember hiding underneath my desk during the Cold War, East Terrell Hills Elementary School, Miss Rigby's class. Get under the desk. It was only a drill because we all knew the desk wasn't going to protect us, but it was fun. This is not fun. David Petraeus, CIA, former Secretary of Defense, etc., writing a piece the other day and appearing on television over the weekend about how, yeah, well, yeah, we should be ready for a nuclear confrontation, Ukraine and Russia. And today... General Wesley Clark writes how Putin would use a nuke and how we should respond. Wesley Clark writing, Russia has a substantial nuclear arsenal, including strategic missiles and bombers, and now autonomous torpedoes designed to explode in harbors to create a massive tsunami. These warheads, explosive powers, range in the hundreds of thousands to several million tons of TNT equivalent. Clark continues, if Russia were to use nuclear weapons against Poland or some other NATO member, NATO would have to respond. NATO has 100 aircraft with nuclear bombs available to them. He goes on and says, so America and our allies must prepare a strong response should Russia use nuclear weapons. The United States should be building up its expeditionary air forces capabilities in Romania and Poland to have the capacity to strike and seriously degrade Russian forces. What does that line sound like to you? Does that sound like 1930s Europe to you? In the same place. The exact same place. Correct. Poland, Ukraine. That exact same area. And then Clark wraps it up by saying Russia must account for the dead, abducted and missing, pay reparations, and cooperate in war crimes investigations. The point is, these guys, they kind of have an insight to what's going on, whether you're a Wesley Clark or a David Petraeus. They have insight that you and I don't have, right? They have information available to them that you and I don't have. And they're talking nukes, man. Nukes. And Biden continues to send fuel into the fire by continuing to send millions and billions of dollars and our arms into Ukraine. And now HHS just bought, you can look it up, $290 million worth of Amgen, a drug used to treat acute radiation syndrome. Something's going on.
I hope it's as benign as virtue signaling on both sides. I hope there it's nothing more than saber-rattling. But you know what? When they start saber-rattling with nukes, every once in a while one goes off. North Korea has been, you know, sending more and more missiles up. They sent more again yesterday. Remember when they fired them over Japan a couple of days ago? They sent more up yesterday, North Korea. We, a couple of days ago, got with South Korea, and we flew airplanes in a V-shape over in that area to show our strength. Yesterday, in response to the one that the uh, North Koreans sent up, we, along with South Korea, fired a missile, and we hit a base. ABC is reporting this. The missile went off track, and it was live. Now, nobody was injured because nobody was there, but there was a giant fireball, and the military wasn't going to say anything about it, and Washington wasn't going to say anything about it. In fact, Washington still hasn't said anything about it. But it appeared all over social media with this giant fireball coming out of this base in South Korea. It was a missile that we were try- trying to say, hey, don't you, to, to little Kim, don't you be firing off missiles because we can do it too. And we hit a base, and bam, big fire. It's all over ABC this morning. So, there's a lot of tension, a lot of stuff going on right now, and we've got numb nuts in the White House. Mm. 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 We need a Reagan, we need a Trump, we need them right now. 629 KTSA, i got to tell you about my friends over at Amogee Bank, and Amogee Bank is here for your family. They are your family bank at Amogee Bank. They care about your family in so many ways. They want to help your family grow your money. They want to show you how you can get that done. Uh, regardless of whether you have $500 or $5 million, you're going to be treated with respect. You're going to be treated with professionalism and energy because they want to help your family. As your family bank, they're also here to help your family business. And I hope you have a family business. It's fun. It's rewarding. It's exciting. It's challenging. It's all of the above. And to have a banker who understands family-run businesses like Amogee does, in fact, they understand it better than anybody else, you're going to have a leg up on everybody else and a leg to success. They'll show you how to help put that business together, how to make it a success, and then they're going to help you fund it. They can do all of that because they are your family bank. Right here, Amogee. Amogee N.A., member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, 638 now at KTSA. Trey Ware here, 210-599-5555. Let's go to Mike. What's on your mind this morning, Mike? Welcome to Friday Eve, man. Yeah, how you doing, brother? Uh, yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since I talked to you. Where have you been? Hey, uh, Where have you been? Uh, you know, well, you know, I'm a truck driver. Uh-huh. I've, been, I've been out here on the road uh, running. You know, it's, it's busy right now, especially with this hurricane. Mm. I just left Florida a couple of days ago taking water. So, yeah, they're keeping me real busy driving this truck. And, you know, I can't get to a radio station in other cities, so I couldn't listen to your show. I just got back into san antonio good to hear from you good to hear from you i definitely want to call in this morning but yeah hey uh yeah i wanted to talk about this situation with all these of the three major uh countries that joe biden has let get get out of control okay we will talk about north korea china and russia now let's now i'm asking anybody that might call your show because i know you got some democrats out there that listen to your show now when donald trump was in the white house did we have any problems with China? He had China in control. Did we have North? Was North Korea launching missiles? No. Was was uh, was Russia was Russia invading Ukraine? You and I both know that if Donald Trump was in the White House right now, Vladimir Putin, no way in hell 
he would have invaded Ukraine. Uh, Joe Biden, this bumbling idiot, has let the whole situation blow out of control. And like you say, we're just one step away of, from a nuclear war, just be, just like Donald Trump and just like a lot of other people said, because of this idiot that we have in the White House. And I don't care what anybody says. Uh, Donald Trump had the world in control. He had all these three major countries. They weren't thinking about releasing no nuclear weapons. They weren't thinking about doing anything because Donald Trump wouldn't put up with it. And now we got Biden in there. And just like yesterday, okay, you said that um, North Korea launched the missile. What did Joe Biden say about it? He didn't tell the guy to stop uh, launching missiles. He didn't tell the guy anything. He just he just bumbling around, barely can walk around when he went down there in Florida, embarrassed himself once again, talking about the F word. Nobody messed with Biden, so I don't know what the hell that means. Apparently he hasn't been watching the news lately because it sure looks like North <laughs> Korea, China, and those, those countries are bothering Joe Biden. So take a look at what's going on in the world, Joe Biden, before you make those kind of comments. And I thank you for taking my call this morning. Thank you, Mike. Be safe out there, man. Drive that truck. It's good to hear from you as always. Please call again when you're near. Uh, so let, let's talk about that for just a second because clearly Bo, Joe Biden is seven years old. He's one of these guys that in order to feel significant, right, Right. In order to feel significant, he's got to like make up stories about himself. Hey, yeah, I drove eighteen wheelers and I slapped corn pop with a chain, all that kind of stuff. And then yesterday, you know, just like a mafia don would do, and he he thinks he is that. I I I believe, in my opinion, he he does sit on top of a crime family. I do believe the Bidens are a crime family. I I do. I literally do. Uh, and he believes that too. I mean, remember when he met Tony Babalinski in the dark restaurant? I'm not going to do a mafia boss voice, but he went over and tapped him on the cheek and he said, Hey, take care of my boy. Take care of my boy. What is that? And then yesterday tells the mayor of Fort Myers, Oh, you don't have what I'm hiding. Forget about it. Forget about it. That's exactly right. Let me tell you something about Donald Trump because it, Mike was absolutely right. The world peace was breaking out of the world, folks. Now, I want you to think back to the Obama years and the Arab Spring. Obama caused the Arab Spring. Obama caused the rise of ISIS, and he did it on purpose. He did it on purpose. And Joe Biden's administration, not just Joe, but Joe Biden's administration is not mumbling and stumbling into this. They're creating what you see happening in the world. They're making it happen. And when I say... That they are hell-bent, literal hell, hell-bent on destroying this country. I mean that. As much as I've ever meant anything that I've ever said to you over the years, I mean this administration is hell-bent on destroying the United States. From the economy, to the oil situation, to the open borders, to the fentanyl, to what's happening in Ukraine with Russia right now to everything that you see going on in the news right now, to the transgender issue in the schools that they are pushing so hard to mutilate children in hospitals. He's hell-bent, literal hell, hell-bent on destroying the United States of America. In the past, we've had leaders who would resort to prayer, who would call a nation to prayer like Abraham Lincoln did, at a time of crisis, but this one says, you don't have what a Biden. At that very same moment that he said that, OPEC and Russia sure were. They were effing with him yesterday, weren't they? At that same moment when he was popping off and making a crude statement like that. If the Trump policies had continued, according to a new committee to unleash prosperity study, 
the United States would be producing 2 million to 3 million more barrels of oil per day and at least 20 billion more cubic feet of natural gas per day. That's going to be important in about two or three months, isn't it? And our GDP would be about 100 billion more per year if Donald Trump's policies were still in place. Look, elections have consequences. And you numbnuts out there that elected this chief numbnut, the numbnut in chief, you're to blame. Those of you who voted for him, you're to blame. You've got the country that you voted for. Those of you who are upset about tweets and the fact that Trump, he carried himself real big and he ate all those Big Macs. I couldn't stand all that stuff. The fact is the world had peace breaking out. Our oil situation was independence. People in this country were working, drilling in Texas, drilling in Montana, drilling in North Dakota, drilling in Alaska, drilling out in the Gulf of Mexico. All that was going on under Donald Trump, and we were export. We were a net exporter of oil, and we would have $100 billion added to the GDP every year because of his policies. I don't care what the man tweeted. I could give a rip what the man tweeted. A rat's ass, what the man tweeted. I could care less. But it upset some of you. And I heard from you. I can't stand <laughs> Admiral McRaven. I can't stand those tweets. They're so ugly. we got to get him out of office because of the tweets. Look what you did. You broke the country. You broke the country, those of you who voted for this guy. In this administration, it's not just him, it's the entire administration that's doing this. You broke the country. country was in great shape and headed to prosperity and peace and safety like we haven't seen in our lifetimes. And those of you who voted for this guy and this rabble that's in there, you broke the country. Now, not just going to give those folks a tongue lashing. I'm going to say you can fix it, and that includes Democrats. My appeal is to Democrats and independents. You can fix this. You can bring down the price of oil. You can close that southern border and keep that fentanyl to a, to a moderate pace at least. You can start to have somebody who's serious about international peace, somebody who is going to drill, baby, drill, and give us the independence and national security that we need, somebody who's going to refill the National Strategic Petroleum Reserve, somebody who's going to bring down inflation and get prices in check, somebody who's going to do all that, and it's going to start in November. And the answer begins with, it's not the end, it's not the end, it's not the last part, but it is the beginning, and that is kicking out every Democrat that's on the ballot. And I'm, re I'm appealing to Democrats because I'm assuming Republicans are going to vote straight ticket. I'm just assuming that. Democrats got to go. Independents, you, you got to make sure Democrats go. Because what's happening right now to our country will ultimately, I know this is all dark and stuff, but what happened? what's happening right now, the ultimate end is the destruction of our country. Gone. What we know and what we love and what we appreciate about this country, our freedoms, our ability to buy and sell, our safety, our security in the world, our safety and security on our own streets, with the crime wave that's going on right now, 
It's going to take a long time to fix it, folks. I'm going to tell you. It's not just voting these folks in in November because it, it's not going to turn around real quick. They've been at this a long, long time. And they've been hell-bent on destroying this country for a long, long time. And they just about got it done. So we can do something about it. If you're tired of the nerds boxes with fentanyl and the Skittles bags with fentanyl and the Lego boxes with fentanyl being in the schools to kill our children, if you're tired of that, if you want your kids to be able to go trick-or-treating without having to worry about whether or not there's fentanyl being handed to them, if you want to be able to go get in your car without having to worry about who's hiding out in the parking lot that's going to hit you with a lead pipe or shoot you. If you want to be able to put some gasoline in the car, some diesel in the truck, and some food on the table, then you're going to have to make a big change. You're going to have to make sure that every Democrat on the ballot, every one of them, is dispatched from office. If we don't do this, folks, if we don't do this in November, if we do not make sure that all Democrats are gone, then it continues and it gets a whole lot worse. Jim, go right ahead. You're on. Yes, sir. Yeah, all these people was worried about Trump and his main tweets. They'd have been paying attention the last 40 years. Old Biden has always thought he was the toughest guy in the room. Nothing other big, big, smart mouth. And he's fumbling right now the way Obama did. There's that, that big protest over in Iran. They got a chance they could massage that a little bit, topple them mullahs out of there. Oh, big time. There's a revolution going on. And has he done anything? Of course not. Jim, thank you. Terry, go right ahead. You're on. But, Trey, you know the American people's problem is going to be is we're going to put the Republicans back in control. But we have to have time to fix what's screwed up. That's what's wrong with yes, sir. Well, the last time. Trump had the world going the right direction, That's right. but they didn't give him a chance to fix what was screwed up by the Obama administration. Well, it's not that they didn't give him a chance. It's that, that a lot of this was cheated through mail-in ballots and through that the laptop being hidden and, and, and the social media uh, involving themselves. All that stuff came together to get rid of Donald Trump. Uh, but, yes, you're right, Terry, with your original point, and that is it's going to take a long time, folks. It's going to take a long time, and I hope it's fixable. I really do. But the only way we're going to start, Democrats got to go, every single one of them, because they all believe in what's happening. They believe that what's happening right now is the best for our country, and they don't really care how much you suffer. That's why this president and this administration won't turn to domestic oil production to put Americans to work and start using our own oil, and we have plenty of it. No, sir. He'd rather you freeze this winter and pay high prices. And by the way, this whole thing about releasing the strategic petroleum reserves, that's only until November 8th. When November 8th is open, over, he's going to drive the prices right back up. You remember, Obama said, Natural that gas and energy prices much natu- much naturally rise. It has to happen. We have to do that in order to bring about the change. All right, quick break. Uh, more in just a minute. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. River City Oral Surgery and my friend Dr. Mark Havercorn, ready to talk to you and ready to work on you today. I talk a lot about free markets and competition and all that. That's what he believes in. That's why right on his uh, website, RiverCityOMS.com, are the prices. None of this, you know, stuff about 
Well, pay your copay now and wait for weeks for the insurance company to send you a statement how much you're going to – nah, because you never know. Right? You sit there biting your fingernails thinking, how much is the bill going to be? Well, if you want to know how much the bill is going to be with River City Oral Surgery, just go on a website, rivercityoms.com. It's that simple because it's right there. The prices are there for, for extractions, for wisdom teeth extractions, for implants, for the other work that he does, all right there on the website, rivercityoms.com. So no guesswork on your part, no waiting to get socked by the insurance companies right there. And he's a surgeon, an M.D., and a wonderful dentist. That's River City Oral Surgery, Dr. Mark Havercorn, RiverCityOMS.com. And on the phone, 210-778-0002. Ministers have agreed to cut production output by 2 million barrels per day, or about 2% of global oil demand. But Dow Jones oil analyst Tom Closa says he really doesn't expect it to be that much. Probably going to amount to something between five and 800,000 barrels a day. The production cut could lead to higher prices at the gas pump, which could in turn impact inflation and the midterm elections. That's correspondent Linda Kenyon. President Joe Biden and Florida's governor set their differences aside yesterday as they surveyed damage done by Hurricane Ian. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The president says the response of Florida's Republican governor has been remarkable. I think he's done a good job. Mr. Biden said Florida and federal officials have been in lockstep. We have very different political philosophies, and we're, but he, we worked hand in glove. Ron DeSantis praised the president for swiftly approving a disaster declaration in advance of the storm, and he noted Mr. Biden has now doubled to 60 days, the period of time in which the federal government will pick up the cost of debris removal. This is really, really significant help, so we thank them for doing that. Two teenage suspects arrested in a drive-by shooting uh, that left a woman dead and a tenant of an Airbnb injured on the city's far west side have been charged with murder. The Bear County Sheriff's Office says the two teens drove by a home on Bald Mountain off of 1604 in Marbach a little after midnight early Tuesday morning. Fired a gun toward the house. A 25-year-old woman was killed. Police say the home had been mistakenly targeted by the suspects. They say the car then drove past and fired shots at another house, injuring a woman there. The suspects, 14 and 15 years in age, have been charged with murder and assault. The future of DACA is now in limbo after a federal appeals court ruled the program is illegal. The latest ruling allows current Dreamers' status to remain intact, but blocks any new applications. Since the program began in 2012, it's provided deportation protection to nearly 600,000 young immigrants. Thanks to DACA, I have been able to get my driver's license, a social security number, and a work permit, but that is not enough for so many of us do not qualify for this. The court now says DACA violates U.S. immigration law, something Republican Senator Ted Cruz has long argued. Obama's executive amnesty was illegal the day it was issued. That's correspondent Stacey Lynn reporting. KTSA News Time 702 to check KTSA Sports. Here's Rudy J. The UTSA Roadrunners have agreed to reschedule their game against LSU September 5th of 2020 that was postponed due to COVID-19 pandemic to September 11th of 2027 at Tiger Stadium in Baton Rouge. Per the terms of the original contract, LSU was supposed to pay UTSA $1.4 million guarantee for the game in 2020, but according to the amendment, LSU has raised the guarantee payment to $1.6 million. Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott was targeting this Sunday's game to return from a thumb injury, suffered in the season opener, but he is still not practicing with the team yet. Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy updated his status yesterday, saying the next step is to get enough strength in the hand to throw the football. Cooper Rush is expected to make his fourth straight start against the Rams this Sunday. 
The San Antonio Spurs, who are 0-1 this preseason, return to action tonight for their first home game as they welcome number one overall draft pick Paolo Banquero and the Orlando Magic into the AT&T Center tonight for a 7 o'clock tip. The regular season in the Major League Baseball is over. The Texas Rangers close out the year with a 4-2 win over the New York Yankees. The Rangers finished up this season 68-94 and fourth in the AL West. The Houston Astros beat the Philadelphia Phillies 3-2 as Framber Valdez went five scoreless innings, striking out 10 to improve to 17-6 on the year. Houston's season has only begun as they won the AL West with a record of 106-56, the best record in all the American League, giving them home field advantage in the playoffs and a first-round bye. I'm Rudy J for San Antonio Sports Star 94.1 FM and AM 12.50. We'll take a look at KTSA Time Saver Traffic and AccuWeather next. It's 7.04.